Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, January 11th, 2024. I'm Beckler. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Uh, the Piss Cast. I have to apologize. I don't sound great today. I got in here this morning because I don't talk to anybody before I, I get here. And if Shauna's not here, then I don't talk. I don't speak until I turn the microphone on for the first time to read the news at 6 o'clock in the morning. And I wasn't feeling great when I woke up, and I got in here, and I turned on the microphone at 6 o'clock, and this, like, croak came out. I was like, oh, no, that's what I sound like? This is going to be a long day. Just, like, there's some kind of infection I can't shake. I can't take a day off because there's nobody here to cover. Also, the heat isn't working in the studio. It's 12 degrees in here right now. Like, you can almost see your breath. And I'm grateful that Shauna isn't here because Shauna is always cold. Shauna wears a, a full parka like at the best of times in here. So she would not be doing well if it was 12 degrees like it is right now. Like, is he, <laughs> you can't even really type. Like, fingers are, there's no blood. You know, like a lizard, you gotta lay in the sun for a bit to get the, the blood warmed up. That's kind of what it feels like in here. Despite that, I've managed to. I think pull out a half-decent show, which hopefully you find entertaining. We're going to talk about this insane cold snap that's moving across Canada right now. I quiz my co-workers on some band names. The male belly button ring. A very strange accent. I don't know where it comes from. And some literal business names after your out-of-context clip. Okay, okay, you're hitting me right now, and I can tell that you're feeling angry. And it's okay to feel that way, but it is not okay to hit, sister. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. For a few years now, Shauna and I have been featuring uh, Fortune 500 businesses. These are businesses in Calgary and the surrounding area with great pun names. And I think that we have maybe almost exhausted all of them. Because it's very rare now where we'll get a new pun business that we haven't already featured. We've talked about hundreds of them at this point. Um, but we have started turning our attention toward literal business names. You know, businesses where it's like, uh, I know exactly what they do based on the name. It's so simple. So uh, a couple to share with you, and then we'll get to a few more in just a moment. But um, there's a lot of like the something shop, the blank shop. And it's just like, that's this, as simple as it gets. Like someone sent me one from Vancouver recently. It was the, the, the cushion shop. They sell cushions. Or my youngest son, Brigham, noticed the pop shop who make pop. They make good pop, too, the pop shop. They have, like, hard sodas, too, hard sodies, alcoholic pops. So good. Uh, what else? Justin from X Middays says there's a place near where he lives now called Good Bread. You can imagine what they make there. I guess there's also that meal prep service, Good Food. It's just the simplest name you can possibly think of. This is a really good one. Uh, this is from friend of the show, Carrie, one of our most loyal listeners. Uh, and she said, <laughs> this car drove by her with a, uh, a decal on it, or a decal if you're from Ontario, for a company called Big Ass Fans. 
and they sell exactly what you think they would. Big, industrial, ass fans. Hi there. Uh, we don't have air conditioning, and we're looking for a small room fan. Big ass fans. Well, it's actually not a, a big space, so we want something small. Big ass fans. Really? Like, you don't sell anything a bit more compact? Nope, just big ass fans. Get your big ass in here and get a big ass fan. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's a very popular hockey podcast that you may have heard of or may even listen to called Spit and Chicklets, and it's hosted by uh, former NHLers Paul Bissonnette and Ryan Whit- Whitney. And one of their clips, I, I, I don't normally listen to this podcast, but one of their clips came down my TikTok feed the other day, and I just want to play this clip for you. Can we talk about the physicality? Are they making a conscious decision where you're kind of a... I should say they were talking about the PWHL, but that's not really important to the clip. Can we talk about the physicality? Are they making a conscious decision where you're kind of allowed to hit? They don't want the open ice stuff, but I hope in this pro league they allow it to fly a little bit more because I think these girls want to play. Where does that accent come from? Like they both, they both have the same accent. That like, oh my god, they 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 don't want the open ice stuff, but they want the girls to be flying around out there hitting right. The oh, contact. it was flying oh, yesterday, dude. Yeah, they want to oh, play with that type great. of physicality. The oh place was packed. Too. God, it looked dude. awesome. I thought the other cool element too is the rules that they've implemented. And like, okay, Paul Bissonnette is from Ontario. Ryan Whitney is from Massachusetts, and yet they both have the same. Hockey accent? Is that what you'd call it? Sean and I have made a lot of fun on this show of like t- news people, newscasters, and how they all have the same accent, the same cadence. We think that they grow newscasters on a place called News Island, and then when a job comes up and they just boat someone in from News Island and they get them on the air talking like that. This is kind of the same thing, isn't maybe it? Maybe as part of a tester to maybe change them in the NHL, if you're shorthanded. Yeah. And you score a shorthanded goal, uh-huh. your team member comes out of the penalty box. Oh my God, that's a good idea, dude. <laughs> I feel okay throwing these bombs because, like, this podcast is huge. It's one of the, I think it's one of the biggest podcasts out there. These guys are making a ton of money talking with this, like. So you're rewarded for getting that shorthanded goal. What was another one that they've. There's, like, made up action. Three points for a, a win. A regulation win, you get three points. Oh, well, dude, that great the idea. NHL, Three points for a win's a great idea, dude. Really needs to do something about the loser point. Yeah. It, it, it makes it impossible. Like, we're talking about Detroit trying to get back in the mix. Like, it is so hard. Oh, my God, dude. It's so hard to make up ground on a team that's ahead of you, hey? I know, dude. Oh, my God. The and Shauna Podcast. Hey, uh, last week you were talking about belly butt rings, and yep. I tried to give you a call. You got to hear this quick story. So, I'm 20. Four years old, I take a trip to Toronto where I, where I grew up and have a big night. Lose a bet that I don't remember making and wake up as a 24-year-old man with a belly button ring. Oh, sexy. Oh, <laughs> and I, I rocked it, too. I was like, yeah, I'll get chicks with this. They won't, they won't even see this coming. And did you? Yeah, it worked. Honestly, it actually worked. I uh, probably attracted a few from the... Uh, from the maybe the gay community at the same time, but hey, uh, you know what? <laughs> people people like out. you. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> a friend of mine who works in radio, he also pierced his belly button after losing a bet one time. Do you still have no the way. hole? Do you still have the hole and everything? Yeah, I mean, you'll have to mark for sure. Yeah, 
That's so funny. Like, if you're at the beach, someone's going to be like, did you used to have your belly? (laughs) My first piercing ever was my nipple. And I did it because my older brother said he was going to do it. And I did it. I did it first just to piss him off. And when I got it done, I was 15 and I was really cocky about it. Like, yeah, whatever, just do it. And I had a full on out of body experience. Like my soul shot out of my body. That's how much it hurt. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't even pain at that point. I wasn't even in my soul was out of my body. I was just like (laughs) staring back down at myself. And then it felt like a vacuum got turned back on, sucked back into my body. And I looked at the piercing guy as a 15 year old kid who knows shit from Shinola. And he goes, oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. And I was like, what? Well, so so after that experience, I was like, yeah, let's do that again. And then uh, I got my tongue pierced and then my belly button. And I'm like. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I've never had my ear pierced at this point. Just everything else. Everything else. <laughs> I the, that's where I drew the line. Though. I was like, no, I'm not going for it. And do you still have any of that in or no? I have zero in. I'm a 43-year-old dad of two with just just some old marks of my bad decisions from previous days. Do your kids know about your former piercings? Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. I try to keep the the party talk because I actually made a lot of bad decisions. But they have no idea. They've never seen me have a drink of alcohol, so they don't really understand how loose I was in my 20s. My wife does, though. She, she knew what she was getting into. For sure. There's so funny that there's just this, like, you had this other life that they don't know about, hey? Well, at this point, like, I've had, like, five or six. It's kind of like, and I've said this on the air before, but if you see, you know, like a mom, like it's just a really wholesome, nice looking mom, but she has the lower back tattoo. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) I usually check their face out and there's like, did I go home with you? (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Audio. Weezer lead singer Rivers Cuomo comes from a few places. He spent his early years in Rochester, New York, before his mom moved the family to an ashram in Connecticut called Yogaville. I want to live a life like that. I want to be just like a king. This song was inspired by a photo Rivers saw of the group Wilson Phillips, whose members are the children of Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys and John and Michelle Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas. Rivers says he thought about how nice it would be to marry an established celebrity like that and live in that world in Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is famous for being home to celebrities and their massive houses, but it isn't the most expensive zip code in the United States. It's actually second to Atherton, California, which is part of the San Francisco metro area and where the median home price is $8 million. The music video for this song was shot at the Playboy Mansion. We have a friend of the show who used to model for Playboy. And she said, while the mansion is dated and not quite as glamorous as she imagined, they had 24-7 service with all the food and drinks you could want. Audio. Producers Manning and Logan and Justin from X Middays. I'm going to give you guys another one of these difficult quizzes. This one has to do with music. So I would think that... With all of you working at a radio station, you should be able to answer this. Hopefully. So So I have here in front of me uh, Ranker.com's list of the best bands who take their name from a place. 
from a real place. Do you think you could name the top ten if I give you a minute to do it? Yeah. There are two that I think are... One is a little dirty, the way that they've classified this. Yeah. And one I expect you guys will not get. Okay. okay. But go ahead. Starting Boston, now. Kansas, uh, Chicago. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, your top three right there. Yeah, but yeah. 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 Um, I mean, rural Alberta advantage, but that's such a deep Canadian <laughs> one. That made the pit. That's more impressive than anything else. I'd be bummed for them if they were on this list, but okay. they are not. No. Chilliwack? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> rural Alberta advantage was a stretch, but Chilliwack <laughs> isn't? <laughs> no, oh, Chilliwack's not on the list. Logan got the three that were in my head, so yeah. this is getting tough now already. Okay. I would and have there's, got a there's few more of, of these. And we've gotten three. Yeah, and like yeah, I said, right. one I don't expect you to. One I don't expect you to get, and one I don't think should count myself. Okay. But uh, Europe. Europe is on the list. Ooh, yes, yeah. Europe's Asia. number seven. Asia is on the list. Asia's yeah. number eight. Oh. Gosh, oh, I'm man. feeling like Sam here. I'm not contributing like the last one from <laughs> um, two days ago. <laughs> we did one with pro sports teams the other day, and Sam got like nothing. Yeah, which probably ate him up because he's a huge sports fan too. But. Okay, there's a big one that you're missing that I'm surprised you guys haven't got yet. I'm going to see if anyone's mentioned it on the text. Not yet. Boston. Yeah. Kansas. Chicago. You're out of time, but I want to see if you can get this. (laughs) Boston, Chicago, Kansas. Uh, you have Europe and are, Asia. Are, like, is it just city names? Like, is that no? No, no. it's not. Okay, no. it's the city of Europe. The city of Asia. I don't know, but like, it's <laughs> lovely this time of year. <laughs> there is really? a band called the Golden Calgarians, but I don't really? think they're going to be on there. There they're is. Lo- are they local? Yeah. Uh, from back in the eighties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are also not on the list. What a shame. Okay, yeah. there's Toronto. Toronto's not on the list, but that's a good one. There's another one, yeah. They sang even the score, right? I think that was their big one. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix is not on the list. Not on the list. But that is a really good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, should I give you these? Are we... Are you, are you out of guesses? Yeah. We're past time already. Okay, so the ones I thought you would get are America... Oh, oh right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the Alabama. City, the city of America. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. I guys, oh. guys missed Alabama. I've, yeah. The one I thought was dirty was the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh. Yeah, dirty. Oh. Never would have gotten that. Don't yeah. think that should have counted. Yeah. And then the really difficult one, the Little River Band. Oh, come on. <laughs> no. The little So Little River, I guess, is a town outside of Melbourne, Australia, where the band is, is from. The Little River Band. So I oh, yes. If that's come the case on. in rural Alberta, Advantage should have yeah. been. Oh, yeah. Sure. Little River. And then there was one more that you guys missed, Nazareth. Oh. The birthplace oh, of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You don't think of Nazareth as like an actual place, though, right? No. You think of it as like no. a like a Bible story. I'm still gonna fight that Chilliwack should be on that list. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I just listened to this uh, this great podcast, this interview with a professor of developmental psychology, who recently concluded a study on gentle parenting. Have you heard that term before? Gentle parenting. This is gentle parenting. Okay, Okay. you're hitting me right now, and I can tell that you're feeling angry, and it's okay to feel that way, but it is not okay to hit, sister. Let's figure out what you need, because I'm here to help you, but I'm not going to let you hit me to get what you want. You're really upset. I'm right here with you. I'm right here. It sounds like you have something really important to tell me. Tell me again. Parents who are regulated don't hit and scream at their children. Adults who are regulated don't talk like this. But I was very interested in this topic, though, because as you, as you know, I have two kids, nine and six, and it's a constant question among parents. You know, are, are you doing a good job? Is this the right approach to raising kids? So in, in this study, the study on gentle parents, they wanted to find out who 
gentle parents are, who considers themselves to be gentle parents. And they found that most were female, highly educated, and white. And that their ages ranged from you know, early 30s to 51. So it wasn't even just necessarily like a millennial or a Gen Z parent thing. They found gentle parents in all the age ranges. And they placed, gentle parents place a lot of emphasis on staying calm, not using punitive measures, never physical punitive measures, regulating a child's emotions, and being very affectionate to their child, like giving lots of hugs and telling them that you love them. And I was thinking, okay, well, I'm one of those for sure. I'm, I'm very affectionate with my kids. I think multiple times a day we'll tell each other we love each other. And I think that's important. Maybe most interesting is that this study found that this approach is very hard on the parents themselves. They said gentle parents in the study described themselves as feeling overwhelmed, overstimulated, like they were just kind of hanging on. And I thought, well, aren't we all on some days, but gentle parents especially. And they talked about uh, how gentle parents are okay with apologizing to their kids. Do you ever do that? Or did your parents ever do that with you? Like, I've talked before on the, the air about how I am a, a bit of a hothead. I do have a, a tendency to fly off the handle. And if that does happen, I don't. I have no issue with going to my kids and saying, look, I got a little out of hand earlier. I'm, a, I'm sorry about that. That was wrong of me. Because you want to show your kid that it's the mature thing to do, to apologize when you mess up. And I was listening to all this, and I was thinking, like, you know, there are different approaches to parents. There's how I was raised. There's how these gentle parents raise their kids. There's the really old school way of doing it. And in, in my opinion, the biggest thing is just that your kids feel safe and loved when they're at home. And I know, I, I know people who grew up in houses where that wasn't the case, where there was a lot of fear, which would just be awful. So I think as difficult as, as parenting is, and as, as much as we wonder if we're doing good enough, if your kids feel safe and loved at home, you're you're most of the way there. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Shauna and I regularly do a segment called What Are You Grateful For? And this was inspired by an exercise her family used to do around the dinner table. It's just counting your blessings. And we always like to do it when there are things happening in the world that might get you down. And it is a down time of year and the weather is unbelievable right now. So it's a good time for what are you grateful for? And I was thinking about this one recently. Um, our dryer quit at home, our clothes dryer. And we were without the dryer for oh, over a week while we waited for parts. I was able to fix it myself eventually, which saved us a couple hundred bucks. I was very thrilled about that. Grateful for that, you might say. Um, but just to have the dryer back, you don't realize how grateful you are for some of these appliances until one quits working on you. Like, it just took so much longer. McKenna handles the laundry at our house. And it just took so much longer for her to have to, like, hang dry absolutely everything. And I, know McKenna, I was talking to McKenna's grandma one time, and she grew up in a time when everything was done by hand. Like, the you'd wash clothes with, like, a ringer, one of those old-fashioned ringers where you'd wash it in the tub and then wring the water out of it, hang it to dry. And she said she always laughs when... People today complain about doing laundry because she's like the laundry basically does itself other than the, the folding and sorting. So something like that uh, I'm especially grateful for. Or even like my very first uh, radio job, I lived in kind of a dump of a place that didn't have a dishwasher. And not having a dishwasher, it changes the way that you eat. I, like I would often, oh man, all the dishes are dirty. I don't want to do them right now. I don't have time. I'll order in, you know, or... Uh, I can't make that because that's so unless I wash the pan first. Stuff. So it, my next place, I was like, I got to have a dishwasher. That's like one of my my requirements. And I had a dishwasher and in-suite laundry at the next place. And it was just a dream. So uh, I'm grateful for modern appliances. And on a day like today, 
That includes the furnace. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Whenever it gets this cold, and we're currently sitting at minus 29, minus 43 wind chill, I think about how there are places in the world where this is like the average temperature for certain months and how difficult that would be, how much of a bummer it would be to know that every year, I mean, every year we know we're going to get like a cold snap or two like this, but they usually don't last very long. They last for like, you know, a week or so. Even where I grew up in Saskatchewan, like the cold like this could settle in for longer and that was a bummer and you knew it was coming every year. But to live in a place where it's guaranteed to be this temperature for long, long stretches for months at a time, like in Yellowknife, the average January temperature is minus 25. The average. That's the uh, the daily mean, they call it. Iqaluit, the average fe- the cold- February is their coldest month. The average daily mean, the daily mean in February is minus 27. So you just know that like, oh, it's going to be this cold every day for, for a long time. The coldest city on earth is Yakutsk in Russia. It's thought to be the coldest major city on, on earth. And it's, uh, their average temperatures in January are minus 40. Minus 40. So we're still like 11 degrees away from their average. If I found myself in one of those places, you know, if I was born there, I, I would do whatever it took to not be there anymore, including selling my body. The and Shauna Podcast. I have to share with you this exchange I had with a friend of the show, Anya, on the text. So Anya said, well, I finally understand why all the mail-order brides are from Russia. They're doing anything to leave that weather. But I said, I don't know which seems worse, a loveless marriage with a stranger or waking up every day knowing it will be minus 40. Neither of those are great choices, are they? Anya said, at least here we reliably have the dishwashers and washers and dryers. I grew up in Poland in the 80s, and I was using the machine with the ringer and line drying. And I was like, wow, as recently as the 80s? I said to Anya, you probably appreciate appliances more than most. She said, nothing like going on a field trip to the Glenbow Museum with my school, second year in Canada in 1992, and seeing my old washer in an exhibit. (laughs) I shit you not. Don't even get me started on phones and color TVs. Lap of luxury. Yeah, that's a different perspective, uh, Anya. Thank you very much for that. The Beckler and Shauna podcast is brought to you by Shane. Should I do this whole thing in the spit and chicklets accent? The Beckler and Shauna podcast brought to you by Shane Holmes. Oh my God, dude. Shane Holmes has this affordable customization and you can get a customized home for like way less than you'd think, man. Like normally those custom homes, that's reserved for like your top tier guys, like your your franchise players, like your long-term contract guys, stars of the league, right? But with Shane Holmes, anybody can get into one of those homes, dude. Check them out today, shanehomes.com. It's the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. If you don't catch the end of this show every day, at like 9.30, we do a segment called What Did You Learn Today? And Shauna and I just share something that, that we learned that's interesting that we didn't know when the day began. It's one of our favorite segments. We've been doing it for a very, very long time. But yesterday on that segment, I was talking about the Palace of Versailles, which I was reading about. And I had underestimated just how big that place is. Like I knew it was big and opulent, but I think I don't think I knew just... How big? Like, it has over a million square feet of roof. That's insane. That's staggering. But it got me thinking about big houses around here, around Calgary and around the rest of the country. So I went looking to try to find, like, the biggest, any mention of, like, the biggest houses that I could around here. 
Uh, my first guess was going to be there's a big house um, on highway, just off Highway 22, just west, and you could see it from the road, and it's got like this insane gatehouse and these golden statues of horses out front, and I was like, that's got to be one of the biggest. That one is reportedly 11,000 square feet, which is huge, of course, but it's not the biggest that I found. I found actually a few in the 11,000 square foot range. There's a, a $10 million mansion for sale in Pump Hill right now. Uh, it's just shy of 11,000 square feet. There is another in Bear's Paw for $14 million. That's 12,000 square feet. It has its own nine-hole golf course, which is pretty cool. Uh, in 2022, there was a house for sale in Rocky View County. I'm not sure exactly where, but it had 17,000 square feet of living space. That might be the biggest place in Alberta, at least out of places that have been like listed recently and that are, are we have public knowledge of. I'm thinking there's got to be some you know, reclusive oil executive living somewhere in the woods around here with maybe a bigger place for all we know, right? But then I got thinking about the biggest places in, in all of Canada because, I mean, there's a lot of money in, in Calgary, obviously, but you're probably thinking like Vancouver and Toronto, like houses can get well into the tens of millions of dollars there, right? So I was thinking there's, there's big houses that back Lake Ontario, some of these big old money, old Canadian money estate homes. Uh, but I didn't bring anything up about those houses. Drake's house in the prestigious Bridal Path neighborhood in Toronto is, is, is supposedly 50,000 square feet. Uh, but that is not the biggest house in all of Canada. The largest private residence in Canada is an unfinished 67,000 square foot mansion in the town of Haleybury, which is two and a half hours northeast of Sudbury. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And like none of the other houses, every other house in town is just normal. But then right on the lake, there is this 67,000 square foot mansion. It's called the Peter Grant Mansion because it was started by forestry magnet Peter Grant and then it sat abandoned and unfinished for years, but now a guy from Texas has purchased it, and he wants to make a reality show about fixing it up. And it is, uh, it's fairly hideous. Like, a lot of the articles about it use the word eyesore. Um, and if I'm being honest, like, it looks like, it looks like a supervillain's lair. Like, it's not a real, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's a nice-looking place. That said, the original plans for this house did include a moat. And that's what you want to see, right? I mean, if you're building a stupid big house, like the kind of house where you'll never like set foot in every room through the course of a year, and you're paying tens of millions of dollars for it, and you're not putting in a sick water slide or a drawbridge or a moat, what's the point? You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.